all of it or, or some of it watched or most all of, of it, it. Went back and rewatched it twice. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yep. You rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Well, did you learn anything the second time that you didn't know the first yeah, I time? I saw some stuff that I didn't see the first time. I, I like to, uh, like I said, I, I like to look at the guys as, as far as trying to break it down. These are guys that are trying to find a, a job in the NFL. So right. they're, they're playing right. hard. Uh, they weren't playing right a lot, but they were playing hard. What what was your big takeaway? Uh, the biggest one, you you better forget about Ben DiNucci immediately. He's not your guy. He's he's not. I, I don't know that he's anybody's guy. I, I I don't I don't think he can play at this level. He was awful, absolutely awful. My big takeaway was nobody can block Micah Parsons. <laughs> that was can another they? good one. He he played outstanding for his first taste of the NFL action. He looked like he. He had seen that speed, yeah, for a while. And remember, he didn't he sit out a year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's his real. Uh, think about how long it's been since he's played a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was very impressive. He was. He he got to the football. He went sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. He was all over the field. Uh, that's they they got a good one. They absolutely got a good one. And we knew that going in. Right. I mean, you had an idea that he was going to be pretty good. I didn't think that he would dip his toe in the water and be moving that fast now a lot of things contributed to that i think i think something things that we've talked about before uh for him in this defense i think it's a whole lot better scheme with dan quinn and what he's done and he's got it to where these guys can read react and attack instead Mm -hmm. of having to think about things and and just as long as you're lined up correctly find the football and go get it go play yeah and and you could tell on that defense, that they were a lot more comfortable doing that. No, I agree. I mean, it, it was about going and, and playing the game and not thinking about yeah, the game. Absolutely, and, and that's exactly what they uh, what what they were able to do. So, anyway, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later on in the program. Uh, let's see what else are we going to do today. We, we we will have as our, our our normal Friday afternoon segment talk of football with Ricky Thompson. So Ricky Thompson's going to join us. We'll uh, we'll talk some football with him. The uh, Ranger Roundup's coming your way. Scott Chasen from uh, Kansas 247 Sports is going to join us. Did you see it? I don't know that we actually dove into this, but there is a uh, congressman, I believe, from the state of Kansas, the Sunflower State, mm-hmm. who has asked the, uh, the Attorney General to take a look at ESPN and, and did they or did they not <laughs> tamper with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, and are they tampering with other schools, trying to get other schools to or other conferences to to make moves on on existing Big Twelve programs, like Commissioner Bob Bowlesby has accused them of. So, uh, do we see a federal investigation? I, I doubt it. I mean, I I I get these guys are not happy, and I understand where they're coming from on trying to be able to talk mm-hmm. to the con- you know and, and and if nothing else it's just airing their airing the, everything out that they they have a concern about it, i get it but right. i don't think anything's going to come of it i just i don't i don't think the lawmakers want to get involved with that isn't it kind of like what uh, what we had Monday in Austin where they were yeah, just trying that, to get stuff on the record? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. the same deal. And I'm talking about the whole conference now. You know, Kansas has done that, and everybody went to Austin, and, <laughs> and they did that. I mean, I, I, I get why they want to do that, and they want to get air 
their concerns, but really nothing's going to come of it from anywhere, I don't think. I, I don't see how it could. I, again, I don't think the lawmakers want to say, okay, we're now in the football business. Read an article, I think, today, and it was talking about how they felt like the Big 12 was bound and determined that Texas and Oklahoma was going to be here till 2005. I don't see it. But you mean 2025? Yeah. T- yeah. 2005, they were here. <laughs> well, sure they were. Somewhere. Uh, 2000, yeah, 25. You know, in other words, they're going to honor their deal yeah. all but, the way through and that the league will, will be here in, in, in its in totality through 2020. I would, it, but it, they said that's the way the league is proceeding with this thing, and, and and maybe they are, but again, I'll ask you: Are the individual schools proceeding as if this thing is going to be here through twenty twenty five? I don't know that. I mean, I guess they could do that. I don't see how that could possibly work out because, again, um, if somebody blinks and goes just you know somewhere else. Then it starts splintering apart, and then what do you do? I, I think you have to do your due diligence and and go down every avenue that you possibly can right now right. and expecting this thing to fall apart. If it stays together, well, good and fine. But if not, you better have a backup plan. Yeah, or two. Uh, yeah, or <laughs> yeah. two or three I mean, or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're you, right. You, yeah, that a, makes more sense. Yeah, you better have a couple of different To me, scenarios. I don't see how it stays together. I just don't. I absolutely don't. It, even if, okay, say say nobody jumps ship because they don't want to give Texas and OU the out. I think, personally, within a year or two, Texas and OU are just going to go, you know what, we kind of got this money. Let's just write the check and get the heck out of Dodge. Well, I think... Because we're going to make more on the other side. That's the whole idea of this. And, and I'm sitting here thinking if you're the other eight... That's what you're wanting them to do. You want that money, obviously, to divvy up. That helps you in uh, on a, diff- a bunch of different fronts because after they are gone and after the, the contract with television expires, then you know your money's going down. Mm-hmm. You know it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's, there's, there's no other way around it. I don't know the answer to this, and you, you might know the answer. You probably do. So say... Texas and OU want to go ahead and pay that buyout Mm -hmm. and you know the television contract runs through 2025 and that's what everybody's reaching for the money gets divvied up right but does that null and void the TV contract without Texas and OU there don't know I don't think so I think the the, I, I would think the contract is with the league and of course they 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 wrote the contract with Texas and Oklahoma in the league that, I, I just don't know yeah. I, I mean I would like to know that because if it if it does void that TV contract boy it's a whole different animal well, for yeah, everybody that's left then all bets are off but yeah. I can't imagine I, I would think that the and, and again I don't know I don't uh, either I would think that that contract would be with the Big 12 conference and not but you there know, may of be course, some, there may be some stipulations in yeah. there. You're right. I don't know. You're, I don't either. I would like to find that out. All right. Uh, do you remember, and boy, and I vaguely remember, a, a guy by the name of Joey Gallo. <laughs> Who? Joey Gallo. Does that, that name ring a bell? <laughs> a little bit. All right. Joey Gallo hit a home run in last night's baseball game. Mm-hmm. If Aaron will pay attention to what we're doing over here. <laughs> High fly ball down the line. Hanniger on the track at the wall. 
Joey Gallo's signature Yankee moment. A three-run home run. His first blast as a Yankee. And it gives them a 5-3 lead. How about that? You think they're happy to see him there? I, I just saw that this morning, and I ran across that. And I said, you know, that would be fun. Now, he, he, he uh, there was some comments that if he hit that same baseball in either one of the ballparks in Arlington, that that's an out. But remember, it's a short porch mm-hmm. in right field, and that's why a left-handed bat That's why they wanted the left-handed a bat. a huge advantage. In, uh, in Yankee Stadium. That's so. why they were searching for a left-handed bat, because Absolutely. of that porch at Yankee Stadium. So, <laughs> he got him a three-run dinger, his first home run in the pinstripes. Well, Won't be he probably, his last. No, no, I don't think it will be either. And he, uh, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of cool. That, you know, and, it, and, it, and look how dramatic it was. It turned the game around for the Yankees mm-hmm. and gave them a 5-3 lead. So, there you go. All right. Uh, it is 10 minutes after 4 o'clock. We are off and running. And, again, uh, Ricky Thompson coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Scott Chasen is going to join us in our next hour. And, uh, and we will have a whole lot of fun here. And, and John Warner. I, fa- I failed to mention this. John Warner is going to join us in our next hour, too, guys. He uh, – he he is out at uh, out at uh, the the stadium where they're having the first football practice of the season at Baylor University. So the Bears are on the field. KU some went on the field yesterday. Some started today. But yeah, it, they they are off and running as the uh, the football season is here and and uh, we are we are ready to go with that. And we'll talk to John and see what's going on out at uh, out at the practice facilities at Baylor here in just a few minutes. Well, we'll do it in our next hour. Anyway, so we got a lot for you here on a Friday afternoon as you get ready to wrap up your work day and your work week. This is Game Time brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Could see a stray shower or an isolated storm early this evening. Otherwise, sky is becoming mostly clear. Low temperatures fall to 75 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow, a high of 96. And on Sunday, Mostly sunny skies, 97 for the high, with our heat index over the weekend in the low 100s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show, we welcome in now Will London from Waco High, from Baylor University, and a U.S. Olympian, John Morris, along with Jerry Hill. And Jerry, we're in the uh, presence of greatness here with an Olympian in Will London. Yeah, and first, uh, apparently, first Olympian ever from Waco. I know you've talked about that a little bit, but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics? Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until, like, people said it. But I guess it's just from, you know, being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people. So I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco. (laughs) But uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it, and the people around me can too. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for outside or inside your home or office. Western art and pictures to hang on the wall. Purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, 
hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana Silversmith items. They offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. It's the world's best Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones did not say when it would happen, but he made an announcement last night that many hoped would come sooner rather than later. Jimmy Johnson will be inducted into the Cowboys' ring of honor. The Pittsburgh Steelers followed a stumbling first half with a strong final 30 minutes to beat the Cowboys 16-3 on last night in the first NFL preseason game in two years. The USA will go for the gold medal in basketball tonight versus France. Tip is at 9.30. Astros lose their series opener to the Twins. Game two of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers have now lost three in a row and will start a series with the A's tonight. First pitch at 8.40, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's game day on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 16 to 3 was the final last night, Ward. And we were just talking about uh, in our last segment uh, just some of the, the kind of the takeaways in the game. And uh, again, for me, it was Parsons. For you, it was Danucci can't go. So, what do you think? I mean, uh, they've got Gilbert, they've got Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see the? We'll get into it in our next segment in in depth. But uh, Troy Aikman's like, hang on, throw those brakes on. Uh, he said, I know the Cowboys are downplaying it, but with a guy that's coming off an ankle injury and missing all this time. He goes, there's got to be more to it than, than that in summation. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Here's what here's what uh, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboy head coach, said about the overall performance in the, uh, of, the, of the team in the football game. I thought our guys did a lot of good things tonight. I, I feel good about the foundation that we're building. And um, just as we talked about coming in here and – Expressed it after the game. This is this is a three-day window for us. It's uh, we got a lot of work. We have tonight's game, and then you know we flip around here Saturday, and we, and we got the Rams for you know in their inner squad practice. So um, the way we played our players was really with both the game tonight and, and the in the practice Saturday in mind. So um, I'm very hopeful and confident that we'll come out of both of these opportunities with a lot of great tape and, and a lot of things we can build off. I I realize coaches see things much differently than we see things. Mm-hmm. But did he watch the same game I watched? I mean, did you – was was there building blocks in that game? No, I, I think so, yeah. For me, I, I saw two second team, third team, and sometimes even fourth team guys just – I don't know. It was kind of ugly to me. I, I thought there was a lot of good things out there. I mean, going back and watching it and breaking it down, I, you know, you, you you're looking at, you know – second and third and fourth team and you're looking for them to fill second and third and fourth team you're not looking for starters in this situation you're looking for guys that get it guys that give the effort guys that they aren't just totally lost as a ball in high weeds when they're out there and right. i and i saw a lot of that last night I, I was looking for personally watching it you know i was looking for execution uh did did they go get 
and I don't know their schemes, but I mean, you can almost tell if they if they missed a block or got to the right level mm-hmm. and got to the right guy. And and I was looking for were guys attacking the line of scrimmage uh, from the running back position. Uh, did quarterbacks <laughs> Danucci? Did quarterbacks make the correct reads? Most of the time, I thought he didn't. I don't know. I'm not a quarterback, but it it didn't look like he was making the correct reads. I just thought it was sloppy. Yeah, he held onto the ball too long a couple of times, and and he just didn't look like he was surveying the field as well as he should have to me. Uh, I, I thought he struggled mightily last night, and much like he did against Philadelphia. I, I, I think that he was the biggest disappointment last night because they were kind of counting on him to take another step forward, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to me, he took another step backwards. And, and early in the game, the – what first group was in there, that mix of first and second group that started the game, mm-hmm. they moved the football, but their red zone execution was horrible. Yeah, I mean, you can put part of that on Pittsburgh as well. I mean, you know, look, that's that's a team that has led the NFL the last four seasons in sacks. And so when they got to the quarterback, you kind of saw that's some of their scheme, and they've been real good in the red zone defensively over the past four years. So uh, I, I don't – again – I, I'm looking for effort and, and execution like you are and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that bad from the Cowboys. Now, everybody would like to see them come out on top and oh, the final I, deal, but I, I don't care about I that. I wasn't looking at the yeah. scoreboard. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and I don't think they the, were either. They, the, I mean, there was the no. The coaches aren't, but the casual fan is. Yeah, I mean, but they, they again. The, the way they, they scripted that game last night. It wasn't based off a of down and distance and field position and all that. They had certain things they were looking for, and they were going to do that. Yes. I mean, look how they ended the first half and ended the ball game. It was about what they were looking for in that first game and getting that extra game that nobody else gets, the uh, Steelers and the mm-hmm. Cowboys. So I get that. And I, I mean, I wasn't scoreboard watching by any stretch of the imagination. I was just trying to see what they had. And, again, I realized that group of receivers that was on the football field, not sure any of those receivers are going to be on the football team when uh, when they break camp. I mean, most of those guys were back in Oxnard. Yeah, and some of some of those will will be practice squad guys, and mm-hmm. some of them will be you know special team players that that they have out there, and and specialty plays where you need a receiver to be a a good blocker. They'll have some of that. So uh, you're right. A lot of those guys will not be there. But again. If you're watching what they're doing and and route running and things like that, are they in the right area? Are they, you know, does the defensive back, is he doing the right thing? Is he in the right position at the right time? Or at least close to it, you know, in the the same vicinity? I I feel like that they they do have something to build on. It could have been a lot worse, you know, watching what was going on out there. You saw a young man, and I I don't even remember his name, he laid out and made a heck of a catch mm-hmm. on a poorly thrown football, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then the next play or two plays later, it's a drop. And that's what you're talking about. Yes. The focus part. Yes. Because you, you gotta, uh, this is the National Football League. You better be ready to go every snap. Right. And, and, and consistency. If, yeah. you're gonna, if you're going to try to make the team or try to do some things and, and help yourself and this team, you got to be consistent with it. You can't come up with a great catch and then drop one. So, you know, th- those those are the type of plays that you see in preseason and you're going to continue to see in preseason. Um, but overall, I, I do think that there's some building blocks. I, I've, I've seen worse games in the preseason. <laughs> um, but there's still 
you could tell there's still a long way to go for for all those guys yeah, out there. Absolutely. Now the one thing as we mentioned that was a positive, it was fun to watch was Micah Parsons. I mean, he was flying all over the football field, and Mike McCarthy talked about uh, Parsons. Micah's always around the football. I, I think we all recognize that being a practice every day. He gets his hands on the ball and um, and just, you know, they come up with that big play there, uh, the fumble in the first series. So, you know, I, you know we're not watching, I was, you know, I tried to watch as much of the replay as possible uh, because, you know, you're watching, you know, from my point of view, I'm watching combinations of players, substitution patterns, and just the, the mechanics of, you know, tempo in and out of the huddle, communication line of scrimmage. I thought the defense communication was good. Um, the adjustments that they made were, were fluid. Um, I thought that, you know, the defense being put in some tough field positions, the way they rallied. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, he I mean, he really does. You can tell he likes his, his linebacker, doesn't he? Well, and there's a lot to like about yep. him. I mean, just watching the small sample that you saw last night, uh, you can see why the Cowboys went and got him in the draft where they did. Uh, he's going to be a special player. If he can stay upright, uh, I, I think he's going to be something special for this defense for a long time coming. He, he just – he he has that natural instinct that you want a linebacker to have. You know, <laughs> I hate to say this, and I'm not going to, but I, I will say this. This is a talented football team, a very talented football team, mm-hmm. I think. And it has a chance to be a really good football team. Now, some things have got to happen, and that quarterback's got to be healthy. Yeah, there's there no doubt. I mean, if, 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 if that's not part of the equation, then forget about it. Well, forget about everything else we've talked about. There, I there's, mean. there's two things on the offensive side of the ball that have to happen for the Cowboys. One, Dak has to be able to stay in the ball game, and that offensive line has to stay healthy. Without either one of those combinations Correct. of those two things going awry, this football team's in trouble, as a lot of football teams would be. I, I, the continuity, and we've talked about continuity along the front, those five guys – have got to be those five guys, and they got to be those five guys in the same spot week in and week out. For the most part, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I know guys are going to get nicked here, nicked yeah. there, but you can't do what they did last year. No, you can't have guys go down for the season. You can't have guys go down for, you know, five, six, seven games. Flipping guys from right to left. Well, I you, mean, you know, and that's, be, you know, that's just because of an emergency. Right? That's all you can do. I, I know. mean, you know, they're trying to fill in spots, and that. Look, you, you'd like to think that that works, but playing out of position for an offensive lineman is a very hard thing to do. That's what I said. I mean, those five guys have got to be those five guys in those five spots. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's got to happen. All right, so we've talked about the big takeaways. This may be the biggest takeaway of the night when it comes to the Cowboys as Jerry Jones makes – the announcement. I think we've got some great days ahead of us. Yeah. I know we are going to certainly be recognizing what's happening here with the Hall of Fame. Uh, but uh, Tex Ram, who started that ring of honor, said, Jerry, keep it, keep it kind of limited with people. But make sure it wasn't just about the plays they made. Make sure they contributed to the story of the franchise. Now, it's kind of hard to not recognize <laughs> This contribution to the story of the franchise. No doubt. So are we making an announcement here? Well, we can be. If we can, I don't know how we're going to upstage. No, yeah, you can. Go ahead. Make the announcement. But we'll be in the ring of honor. There we go. Jerry, love it. You heard it here. It will be there. While I'm alive? (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to be able to make it through this Hall of Fame ceremony? (laughs) 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 <laughs> so there you go 
<laughs> Jimmy's going into the ring of honor uh, at AT&T Stadium. And, and I'm assuming it may be this year. Uh, the way yeah, Jerry talked, I, I mean, mean yeah. certainly while he's alive, I mean, he said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Did you see the hug between Jimmy and Jerry? Yeah. I wanted to stand up and start singing Kumbaya. I yeah. mean, really. But, you know, honestly. It was good to see those two guys They mend need fence. to mend the fence. There yeah. is no question about it. I mean, because, look, I, I know Jerry doesn't feel like he gets the credit that he deserves, and he does deserve credit. He, he He's the guy that wrote the check. He's the guy that said – Let's get this done and let's figure out how to do it. And Jimmy went and got it done. With, mm-hmm. You know, so yes, he de- he deserves credit, but Jimmy Johnson certainly deserves credit too. And and uh, they, I think they left a couple of championships on the table, don't you? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind they did. I I, I thoroughly believe that. Yeah, if Jimmy Johnson would have stayed and and Jerry would have been okay with him and stayed out of the way a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how many they would have won. I think they may have left more than two sitting out there. I really do. I mean, because things were steamrolling along mm-hmm. with Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mike, Michael Irvin, on, uh, uh, when he was uh, being interviewed by Matt Mosley, uh, said he, he has no doubt they would have won four in a row, and he thinks at least five. I, I don't doubt it. I, I really don't. I, I'm with it, you. That guy would know more than anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – and in the way that Jimmy Johnson had his thumb on that football team. Well, not a, the football team, but also how to maneuver the NFL and go out and find guys that he needed to find to make that football team better. I mean, look, he, he pulled off the biggest trade in NFL history with the Herschel Walker deal, and you know that's kind of why you'll never see that again because everybody went, whoa, we can't let that happen again. But, I mean, that was the start of what he was able to do in building that franchise. And as he said the other day, I don't know when it was, uh, the way the NFL was structured when he was coaching the Cowboys, the way the NFL is structured now, the things that he was able to do. He couldn't do now. By rule, he couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, he couldn't do it now. Could not do it. But at that time, I mean, there, I'm, I have no doubt that he would have been able to, you know, toward, after five, he might have gone, okay, we need to move some things around. Here's what we're going to do and yeah. go out and get a few more. It, it, it could have looked like, I think, it could have looked like what the Patriots looked like through the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, Absolutely. if you weren't playing for it, you were right outside it. And if you, I mean, if you weren't playing for it, you were close and you were mad that you weren't. Yeah, I, I, I agree mean, you felt 100%. Like you, I mean, it, it could have looked like that Belichick run. You know what I mean? I, I, th- I, think, I think Belichick would have been – chasing jimmy johnson the whole time if he would have stayed as the cowboys coach all right so that's that was last night now the cowboys are going to scrimmage the rams tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then they'll play arizona next friday night and we'll have that game right here on espn central texas i believe it's an eight o'clock pregame with a nine o'clock kick on uh, (laughs) mountain time or something like that i don't know but uh it's a late kick so get ready pot of coffee and get ready for the cowboys in their second uh preseason game coming up on friday night all right it is uh 428 and we're going to take a second here and we're going to talk about our good friends over pioneer steel and pipe if you need to get by there for a weekend project you can do so you've got about 32 minutes to get by pioneer steel and pipe 
At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation has been built one customer at a time. They've got a simple objective, and that is to make sure their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They're Central Texas's largest structural pipe, steel, and metal building components distributor. They uh, also stock... Uh, they also stock American-made grade 60 rebar, 3-8 inch up to 3-4 inch. And basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. They're open Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5 and Saturdays from 8 until noon. And they've got a location in Bryan and also right here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. You can also check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. That's the uh, that's their, their website, PioneerBoys.com. We're talking about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews. Weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take for example your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones did not say when it would happen, but he made an announcement last night that many hope would come sooner rather than later. Jimmy Johnson will be inducted into the Cowboys' ring of honor. The Pittsburgh Steelers followed a stumbling first half with a strong final 30 minutes to beat the Cowboys 16-3 on last night in the first NFL preseason game in two years. The USA will go for the gold medal in basketball tonight versus France. Tip is at 
at 9.30. Astros lose their series opener to the Twins. Game two of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers have now lost three in a row and will start a series with the A's tonight. First pitch at 8.40, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and, and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program uh, Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good afternoon. It is football season, my friend. Hey, guys, it is. We've had one game, and uh, the Baylor Bears start practice today. It's here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into the to the Bears today. So kind of take us through how you think that this camp is going to go in Dave Aranda's technically his second year, but really his first year to have, you know, mask off and let's just go play football. Yeah, you, you know, he couldn't have started at a more difficult time, obviously, even in the the situation of no spring training. Then you get into the season and, half the practices you have you don't have all your players uh, guys remember the oklahoma state game with coaches players combined what we had 36 guys out something like that right so just some normalcy a normal camp will work wonders but i one thing that he has done that's so impressive i think is taking this time and he has really built relationships with these players and i think uh, they know who the man is now uh, they know what he expects they really have a lot of respect for him, and I think that, in that regard, it's really been a benefit that he's been able to do that with these guys, and I, they're bought in. I mean, I, I know that doesn't always translate to the football field, but I know that if they're not bought in with him, that it does translate, and you're not going to be very good. So I, I think he's in a good spot right now if we can just keep everybody healthy and this COVID virus is still a factor, and um, hopefully we've got enough guys vaccinated that we get through that with any big difficulties. But just the fact of a normal camp, I know these guys are so excited they can hardly stand it. Ricky, you mentioned uh, getting to know his players. One of the things that he said back in the spring was that he didn't get to know his players and he didn't get to know his players' families, and, and that bothered him. I mean, you, it genuinely bothered uh, Dave, that he didn't get to do that. And I noticed that after some of the spring practices that were open to to to, to the media and to, to family, first thing he did was go he, – he'd climb in the stands and go address the uh, the family members. Exactly. And just think about recruiting. 50% of that recruiting process, if not more of it, is the parents and building the relationship with them and – those families being comfortable with the coaching staff, not only the school, but probably more so the coaching staff. And that was really a disadvantage because of COVID that he didn't know these families. They didn't know him. And that's that was just as much of a disadvantage as the fact of a lack of practice or a lack of spring was the fact that these people really didn't know Dave Aranda. And it's phenomenal to me to see at this point the recruiting job they've done with all of this turmoil with the Big 12, the fact that nobody really knows where anyone's going to land at this point, although there's a lot of positive things out there for, for Baylor, for other members of the Big 12, 
the fact that they recruited this well tells you a lot about this staff and a lot about Dave Aranda, and I think all that is very, very positive. Ricky, what's the number one thing that the Bears need to do early in this camp? Is it nail down that quarterback position, or is that not really a sense of urgency right now? Well, Ward, I think to me it's a sense of urgency because I want to know who it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody does. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to sell that as, as something that's critical, but I think we all know it is. I don't know of many good football teams, whether we've talked about great high school football in Texas, even at the high school level, how many teams are really, really good if they don't have the guy taking the snaps that's pretty darn good? So I think that's key. I think it's really on this football team, it's the unanswered question. Defensively, I think we know what we have, and I think we're going to be pretty dang good if they stay healthy. Uh, uh, receiver-wise, running back, I think that's really strong. Got some transfers in the offensive line and another year's experience with his strength staff that offensive line is going to be much much better i think a lot of what this football team does this year comes down to the qb and we don't know who that is yet so yeah i i think that is in my mind more so than coaches maybe that's really something that i'd like to know and uh really have that guy have chances to take a lot of snaps as the number one guy luckily and hopefully we get to play two or three early and see them in a game. But as of right now, we don't know who takes that first snap in the first game. Talking with Ricky Thompson. Ricky, I want to I want to stay with the quarterback position because I'm kind of fascinated with, with how this thing is going to go. In your opinion, do they need to – do they need to kind of go get their guy early in camp and so so the the football team can say okay this is our guy this is our leader this is our our personality is going to fit around this particular quarterback is that something they need to do or can we be a a week or two in a non-conference play and still trying to figure this out no i think they can be a few weeks into camp before they come up with that guy I I think there needs to be somebody going into week one who they feel like is the guy. I think there's a possibility that might change when you get in the game. But I I would hope that we go into that first game at least believing that this is the guy. Does that make sense? And with that, the possibility that you play multiple quarterbacks in those games because you're playing well, you've got a lead, you have the opportunity to get another quarterback in there. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't play two guys intentionally in the first game, even if they're playing well. But I think it's good for the football team if there is that guy that will take that leap in camp and they've got the confidence that, you know, this guy can do it. This, this is this is our guy. And then if you have those other two that they think are pretty good as well, that's really a perfect spot. I, I know we've all heard if you've got three quarterbacks, you really don't have any. But – uh, I, I think the three guys in particular that will be fighting this out are all pretty good. But I'm hopeful that sometime in camp that somebody will take that step that we really didn't see in the spring. As far as the offensive line goes, do you feel like that it took a step forward in the spring? And is it where it needs to be going into at least the preseason games? And what does it have to do to be ready for conference play? 
Well, no, I don't think it's ready yet. I, I do think there were a lot of steps taken. I know that strength-wise, that this strength staff has done a phenomenal job in the spring and the offseason and the summer. Uh, these guys are much, much stronger than they were last year. That doesn't necessarily make you a great offensive lineman, but it sure helps. Uh, the transfers we've talked about, uh, that's going to help. I think today compared to this time last year, yes, I think we're a lot better. How that translates into the first game, I don't know. I think that's going to have to come with some experience of playing together. Offensive lines, the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand that's got to be a cohesive unit, and by cohesive, they've got to play together for a period of time in the spot. So uh, we're going to have a new center. Guys are going to move into some positions, and I think they've got to play together for a while to really get that comfortable. So I think you're probably a couple, three games in before you really see that unit play the way they should. I really do expect, though, that they will be much better than what we saw last year. When you – look at what the offensive scheme is is trying to get to do you think staying with the line do you think that those wider splits are going to help them try to to get to where they need to be absolutely i love it i just i i think when you bunch those guys together it takes so much of the field away from you it it allows the defensive front to pack it in the middle even if you uh just have five guys in the box they it's much easier to take care of that box if you don't have those guys spread out up front uh when you've got splits in the offensive line it improves your angles for blocking it lets you run even the wider sweep type stuff more effectively because you can cut back on the defensive ends or the tackles nose guards Uh, i just i really like the open space and what it does it automatically opens up some lanes in the running game that wouldn't be there otherwise. But because with that, you don't necessarily have to blow them off the, off the line ward. You just have to get position because your gaps are already there just with your alignment. Talking with Ricky Thompson, Ricky, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Robert Griffin, the third has signed a deal with uh, ESPN and ABC to be a analyst uh, in the booth for college football and for uh, and for uh, ESPN's coverage of the uh, of the NFL, and they said that uh, he will be uh, he'll be working uh, games, including playoff games, and, and and being a part of the Super Bowl broadcast. So, uh, even though he has not given up on football, he he certainly has got a secondary job, and I think he's going to do a tremendous job. I do too. We've seen bits and pieces of that in the past. I I think Rob will do a great job, and really honestly, I wish he would go ahead and run with it. I. I know he wants to play, and I've got a lot of respect for that. But with this opportunity and with the health and the injuries he's had, it would be nice just to see him take off with this, and it would be a great career for him. And you know what? It's it's good for Baylor. It's good to have a guy from Baylor with a Heisman Trophy on his mantle that's on television every Saturday, every Sunday. I just think it's it's huge for Robert. It's huge for the school, and uh, I was really excited to hear that. I knew we had heard some bits and pieces that that might happen, but I just really think that's good for Robert, good for ESPN, and really good for Baylor. All right, finally, uh, I, I know it had the star on the side of the helmet, but did you watch any of the football game last night? 
At, was there a game last night? <laughs> 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 uh, no, I didn't watch any of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, spoken uh, like a true and, Washington football team guy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'd All right. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that, that, there's no. Let's stick with Washington. How about that? Yeah, let's stick with Washington. All uh, right. Yeah, you know, I didn't get to watch it. I did not watch it because it was the Cowboys. I just didn't have the opportunity to do so. But uh, it's just fun to have it back on television. Uh, some of those early preseason games like that are a little hard to watch because you have so many of the younger guys playing, and it's really on a lot of occasions not very good football. But right. It's just fun to have it back on television, guys, and to get started again. And, you know, the, the thing to me that's really good about this is we're going to play football with crowds again. And that's just really exciting to have fans in there. It's just, well, you guys were there. Just, you had, what, 12,000 in McLean mm-hmm. last year. And mm-hmm. for 12, honestly, it was pretty loud, but it's just not the same. It's, it's not the same feeling. And, I really felt sorry for the guys on the field that they couldn't have the crowd response and the people in the stands for their benefit. And I think just with that, there is a huge amount of optimism and excitement just for football to get started and have some normalcy there. So uh, it was good to have it back on television. And I guess from this point forward, we've got it every week. Every weekend. Middle middle of February. Hey, tomorrow, this Sunday is the last Sunday without some shape, form, or fashion of football until February. You know what? That really is hard to believe. It is. Because Super Bowl in February, we've really only been six months without football, which is fine with me. But uh, (laughs) it's, it's here again, and we'll be talking about that from now till February. So it's, it's pretty exciting. And I, the first days of practice are really a lot of fun. Now they're fun for us because we can sit there and watch Right. these guys on the field. It's hot out there. Hey, <laughs> and I do want to ask you this before we let you go. I, do you seriously, do you have an opinion on what Washington, Washington should do with the mascot situation? Uh, no, I really don't. Uh, I mean, my opinion personally would have been to leave it alone. And I, I do understand both sides to that story. Uh, I, I know a lot about it, and I know a lot of the background. I know that a, a, an Indian tribe personally designed that logo that's been on the helmet for years. In fact, there's a helmet sitting here right beside me that has that on it, and that was designed by an Indian tribe. So. I know that they have even at this point said that there will be no uh, Native American headdresses allowed in the stadium for the game. So, of course, if you're not the Redskins anymore, why would you want to wear one anyway? But right. uh, I'm really curious to see what that name is. I know I think they've uh, ruled out Warriors. I thought for some reason that might be one. But I, even the people I know, I don't think anybody – really has any clue but the guys that are going to make that call but i really wish they'd get it done they just need to get it done kind of like cleveland did they they did it they renamed it what was is it the guardians did i get yeah that right? yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 uh 
That just doesn't sound right, does it, guys? Nah, I'm not no. a big fan of that, but you know what? They didn't ask me. Hey, Rick, I appreciate your time, and, and we're going to do this again next Friday, and we're going to do it every Friday as we get ready for football. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Ricky Thompson uh, from uh, Alliance Bank of Central Texas. But, uh, you know, he's a – and I'm going to say he's a former Washington Redskin because he is a former Washington Redskin. That's what I wanted to ask him is does he still – when he is introduced somewhere or doing a speaking engagement, is it former Washington Redskin? And does he know what they're going to do at the Hall of Fame? Are they going to change all those placards Mm. to where they don't say the Washington Redskins? Or are they going to be grandfathered in? Good question. Uh, it, 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 there's one for next Friday. We'll, we we'll, we'll talk to Ricky next Friday about it. So, anyway. All right. Our 4 o'clock hour, by the way, is brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. And, man, they got all kinds of stuff going on. They are open until... Uh, 6 o'clock tonight, but they're also open tomorrow from 10 to 6 and Sunday from noon until 5. And if you've got knee pain, back pain, and or hip pain, and you're like, man, what is causing this? Well, it could be how you stand. It could be how you walk. It, it could be your arches. So check, them, uh, check out uh, Good Feet, and you're like, well, I don't want to go in there and drop a bunch of money and just to try to see if, if, if no you're not going to the consultation and the fitting process absolutely free uh, it's a three-step process with three-step arch support system a strengthener a maintainer and a relaxer and, and you use these three in in different ways and what it does is create a total body wellness program for you, and uh, and, and it, it helps with structural supports. And and, uh, it, it, and believe you me, they've done a lot of research on this. In fact, their arches are patented. I mean, it's not just, hey, throw something into a shoe and let's go. 350 different sizes, 25 different styles. You owe it to yourself to check them out at, uh, at Good Feet. If you've got back pain or, or, or knee pain, shoulder pain, whatever the case may be, in hip pain, then check out Good Feet. They're in the Central Texas Marketplace, and they're near Cabela's. A high fly, deep right center field. Taylor turning to look. It's gone. Texas Rangers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Here's a swing, and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back. He looks, and that ball is history. Follow the Texas Rangers all season long on your home for Texas Rangers baseball, ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Goodfeet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th street time now for the ranger roundup brought to you by kaleo wealth management group all right 453 seven in front of five this is game time here on espn central texas tom and ward and aaron let's uh, dive in and talk a little bit about the rangers and uh uh, Ward, here we go again. There's a you better you better get a program if you go watch a Ranger game. Seriously, I mean it's it's there's new dudes coming in and going out every time. Yanni Hernandez uh, is in the lineup now as the Rangers basically are saying see you to Nick Solak, and so it's it, I was just looking at the lineup. Kiner Falefa, Low Garcia, Heim, Abanez, Martin, Peters, Trevino, and Hernandez was yesterday's lineup. <laughs> and don't count on that being the same today. Is uh, that what you're saying? I'm telling you, 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 you uh, they better have just a, I mean, just a stockpile of bus tickets because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're running those guys out of town on the rail right now. Uh, the uh, Rangers lose five to nothing yesterday, and uh, they are now, uh, well, they're getting ready to to uh, to move into Oakland. They'll start a series with the Oakland Athletics tonight. And uh, we'll have the broadcast for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. But yeah, that's uh, we may try to catch up with Jeff Wilson next week and just kind of see where where they are. But what that does, as you know, it changes the roster in Round Rock. It changes the roster in Frisco. It just it turns this thing over when they start moving guys, and, and they're not demoting them. Some of these guys, they're actually just moving on down the road. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, there you go. But uh, the Rangers uh, lose yesterday afternoon in the get-out-of-town game 5 to nothing, and they're on the road today. They're in Oakland, and I believe it's an 8 o'clock pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, that is our uh, our uh, Ranger Roundup. Our Ranger Roundup today brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management, Joe Kaleo on the group, and we do appreciate Joe uh, for sponsoring Ranger Roundup. Tell you what, let's do. Let's give away. Yeah, you got something? Do you want to see the lineup for tonight? Yeah, please do. All right. Kiner Falefa leading off. Uh-huh. Uh, Martin hitting second. Garcia hitting third. Lowe fourth. Heim fifth. Peters sixth. Brock Holt seventh. Terry eighth. And Hernandez hitting ninth. And, and this will be Hernandez's second opportunity as a Ranger. Yes. Got, he, uh, he got called up and was in the lineup yesterday. Mm-hmm. So All right. A so. little bit different than yesterday. And... It'll be that way every day, I guess. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it, this you want to talk about a true. I, I, I keep waiting for them to post on social media. Hey, if you got your glove and spikes, come on out to the ballpark. We're having our tryouts. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's kind of gotten to that point. Uh, but I guess they're going to find out whether these guys can play at this level, and you know, and, and see where they are. Mm-hmm. I, I think 
I, th- you know, and again, who, who knows? But I think they're pretty content that uh, Connor Fluff is going to be a part of the future moving forward. This th- that's the one consistent piece piece that has been with this ball club this year. Mm-hmm. I think Garcia's probably has earned his his spot uh, moving forward. Uh, I don't know. I mean, beyond that, anything jump out at you? No, not really. I I, I think it's just going to be. Let's wait and see who uh, who kind of stands out. And, again, it's going to take a while. It, I don't think they can do it right unless they give them enough at-bats. And you sound like a broken record, but that's what it takes to find out if these guys can survive at the, at the major league level. Well, they're going to they're gonna get plenty of at-bats in August and September and into October. So mm-hmm. when the dust settles, I don't know what the record is going to be, but they should have a pretty good idea about the guys that they're running out there now because I think these are the guys that they're going to run out there for a uh, for the remainder of the year. So, we'll see. Uh, and, and just as soon as I say that, they'll probably change it again, but who knows. All right, 457, let's do this. Let's give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets to kind of wrap up the work day. A couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. And we're going back to the phone lines now that we're back in our – in our studios 254-662-1660 254-662-1660 we will take caller number seven caller seven right now at 254-662-1660 pick up the phones give us a call you could be a winner of a couple of cheeseburger baskets from double r old-fashioned hamburgers recently on the john moore show Coach Clyde Hart with us, uh, sharing some Olympic stories. And Jeremy uh, won it in 44 seconds flat. But what was funny, I, I, uh, Michael Ford was with me. I took Michael. He was a young coach, now our new head coach at Baylor. And I wanted Michael to get that experience. And Well, right before that, I had run down to the rail. And, and Jeremy was taking his victory lap. He runs over, and his eyes are really big. Of course, he's excited. And I said, Jeremy, do you realize what you just did? And his answer, I never will forget. He says, Coach, I broke the school record. <laughs> and I said, Jeremy, you won the gold medal. You're, you're not even 20 years old. You just won the gold medal. He said, yeah, but, Coach, it was my last chance to break the school record. Oh, I got man. Michael's record. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, August 7th and Sunday, August 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at their shows. Their vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find survivalist supplies, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. Come on down to the next Real Texas Gun Show, August 7th, 9 to 5, and August 8th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Uh, a little after 5 o'clock, we're going to uh, catch up with Scott Chasen from Kansas 247 Sports. Uh, the uh, Jayhawks. Opened up practice yesterday, Ward, and, and I'm a little confused. I, I guess I thought everybody kind of did it uh, all the same, but uh, they started yesterday, and and they're off and running under uh, under the uh, new direction of Coach Lightfoot. So uh, we'll see how we'll visit uh, we'll visit with uh, Scott and see what's going on there. And I wanted to kind of get into a couple of other things, so uh, we'll uh, we'll do that with Scott here in just a couple of minutes here on ESPN Central Texas, but. Uh, I, you know, look, we got high school football that's, uh, what, a week old now? We, we've got college football that's underway. We played our first NFL game. It, uh, it's, it's back. It is here, and that's cool. So, uh, you know, for our high school football teams, they've got a week under their belts, except for the big schools, the 5As and the 6As. They'll start on Monday. And, of course, as we mentioned, Baylor started today. Cowboys played last night, so uh, football is here. All right, uh, we welcome into the program from uh, Kansas 247 Sports, Scott Chasen. Scott, uh, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing terrific. All right. Let's talk about off the field before we talk about on the field and, and, and kind of get us up to speed on what's going on. The, I, I guess, I guess, uh, what was it? Roger Marshall has asked the, uh, has asked the, uh, attorney general to take a look at ESPN's potential involvement into Texas and Oklahoma departing the SEC? Am I reading that right? Yeah, I think, it, you know, I, I personally enjoy, and I use that word sarcastically, <laughs> uh, when politicians try to uh, get involved in the world of sports and do whatever, I guess, to either drum up support in certain areas or, you know, whatever self-serving interests that they can follow. But, yeah, that does appear uh, to be the thing that he's asking, um, I, I guess, them to look into ESPN. And, and of course, Bob Bowlesby kind of, uh, through media, sort of uh, alleged in a way that ESPN was kind of behind a lot of this. Um, you know, whether you want to say conference realignment, he kind of threw out an accusation baselessly in that way, or just say behind, you know, maybe the AAC making a run at Big 12 schools, uh, which he claimed there is evidence of. So um, I do think ESPN is involved in this, but yeah, I, I kind of rolled my eyes when I saw that one. And I think uh, Roger Marshall probably has bigger things to do in his state than stop uh, than to, to start worrying about football. I, I was going to ask you, uh, 
what was the feeling and what was the, the the sentiment in and around Lawrence when when Bob Bowlesby sent the letter to ESPN, the cease and desist letter, and it got and, and it became public, and I think it became public because they wanted it to become public. Yeah. Well, it's been quiet uh, in one perspective that Kansas has really kind of, I, I don't know if played both sides of this is the right way to put it, but Kansas certainly has not ruffled any feathers with basically any comments, anything behind the scenes, anything that's come from anywhere. You know, uh, look, I, I think Kansas, like every Big 12 school that is in Oklahoma or Texas, will be realistic and see that the Big 12 is probably going to become a sinking ship and the last thing you want is to be, you know, the, the team left on it and the, the program that doesn't find a new place. So I, I would expect, and I do expect, that Kansas has been working through possibilities and trying to figure out what's the best fit, what's the best move, all that stuff. Um, I, I just don't expect to see really any of it become public until maybe it, you know, kind of has to be just from the perspective of, you know, Kansas doesn't want to get involved in a lawsuit. Kansas doesn't want to get involved. Uh, in upsetting ESPN or upsetting anyone. You know, Kansas may need ESPN. Kansas may need the Big 12. Kansas may need a whole bunch of stuff. So um, I think for now the the company line, so to speak, has been patient. Um, You know, football coach Lance Leipold, the chancellor, Douglas Durad, each had comments this week that kind of said, you know, more or less, this is going to be a conversation for a long time. But, you know, I, I just think Kansas is probably hesitant to ruffle any feathers right now. What's the biggest competition in camp right now for the Jayhawks to keep an eye on? Well, uh, you know, for the football team, I think it's quarterback. And, you know, this quarterback competition is so different than last year's, even though two of the three names are the same. Uh, Just because last year, the guy who ended up starting, I think, most of the year was a freshman who didn't have a spring and didn't have a summer because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, you're talking about a 17-year-old who just gets thrown in there behind the worst line in, in college football with you know, underperforming units, injuries at running back and and departures at running back and receiver. So, you know, it it was so hard to take anything away from last year. Kansas brings in a transfer, North Texas, Jason uh, Jason Bean. He had, I want to say, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions last year. Some of those were rushing touchdowns. Um, You know, he's maybe the the perceived leader, but I think Jalen Daniels in his second year gets a real shot to win that quarterback job. Uh, So I think that's the biggest spot going into this year that people are looking at. Scott, you you mentioned uh, the new coaching staff, or at least a lot of them are, are, are new. Uh, some stayed over from the the previous staff, but what? And you've been out to practice the last couple of days. What's the difference? I mean, can you can you see the difference? Can you feel the difference when it comes to to the practices? Yeah, I think you can. And, and look, I, you know, we all knew coming into this kind of season that the Buffalo staff joining Kansas that they were more teachers. And, you know, I think we've been able to observe other coverage, other media uh, who had kind of written about those things. And it's funny because now we're writing about those things. But um, that just kind of said the way that Buffalo has had success and the way Kansas, the way that Kansas could have success is through, you know, basically out executing, out teaching, out running its stuff better than the other teams run their stuff. And, you know, it's one thing to hear that and read that and see that. And then it's another thing you know, to, to get to go to practice like we have these last couple of days and like we'll continue to be able to do, which is awesome. Um, and I appreciate them opening it up for media. And to see the, the finer points and details being stressed. You know, Lance Leipold said, and I thought this was really interesting, that on game day, he's less involved in basically coaching and more involved in observing and seeing, you know, are you finishing a play even when it doesn't go well? 
Uh, are you keeping good body language? What's happening between plays? Are you running to your spot? You're getting off the field, you know, if there's a substitution happening. And those things sound little and meaningless. But, you know, I've covered David Beatty, who, you know, basically promised that there would never be a substitution penalty again after the Jayhawks had one in like a bunch of weeks in a row. And the first play of the next game, they came out and had a substitution penalty. So I've seen, you know, firsthand what it looks like when coaches don't stress those details. I think that's what this Buffalo staff is about, getting everything right, doing it better than you. And certainly it's worked at Buffalo thus far, and they want to see if it can work at Kansas. How have the players absorbed that, do you think? I think it's been a lot to throw at them. Um, I think they're probably fortunate that they got some Buffalo transfers, six of them, uh, to come over this summer because I think without that, I think this fall camp would be even harder than it is. Um, you still see Lance Leifold running around reminding guys to finish drills where, you know, maybe something didn't go right, so they just stopped because that's how, you know, it's always been. Oh, you know, this didn't go right, I'll reset, I'll do it again. And you see Lance Leifold running in going, no, finish, finish the drill, finish it. And so I think it's still an adjustment, and it'll probably take more than a year to learn uh, or more than a fall camp to learn. It'll probably take a full year. But uh, you can start to see guys figuring it out even on day two. And, and I think a large credit to that is having the summer with player-led workouts featuring guys who came from Buffalo at different positions, you know, D-line, O-line, linebacker, wide receiver. Uh, I think that stuff really helps a ton just in terms of teaching terminology, the way they want things done, and then maybe some little scheme things here or there. Is it natural to just think that the defense is probably going to be ahead of the offense because of everything that they're trying to learn at one time? Probably so. Uh, You know, they are switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3, but the way Buffalo played its 4-3 and the way Kansas played its 3-4 were awfully similar. So uh, I think, yeah, it's probably a little bit more comfortable scheme-wise. Now, Kansas lost a ton of talent on defense. I mean, you lose three starters to SEC programs via transfer and then lose another cornerback uh, starter to a Pac-12 program. So, you know, that's a, that's a lot of uh, ammunition uh, on that defense down. But at the same time, I'd have to imagine, um, you know, you're teaching, first of all, you're trying to work all these new offensive linemen together, including a couple of transfers uh, who are projected starters. And then also, you know, just working in a scheme, getting guys a new quarterback, getting them familiar with the coach, that transition to me, that, that takes longer than it probably does with the defense. Just at least getting those guys to, to know simple concepts, where to be on each play, and even leaning on the defensive staff, too, for some help with that. Scott, has, has Coach Leipold, has he talked about how he wants to build his roster moving forward? Obviously, he's going to coach the guys that are there now. We get that. But as he builds this roster moving forward, has he talked much about how he wants to go about building that roster? Well, I think he has. And I think one thing that has been important to him is building locally. You know, that's something that Kansas did not do a good job of under David Beatty. One of his ideas was that they, you know, Kansas wouldn't offer kids and, you know, hype it up early because they didn't want them to get discovered by other schools. And, of course, kind of what ended up happening is other schools found the kids anyway, offered them early, and then took them all out of the state. Uh, you know, I think Les Miles worked to repair some of those relationships. It was a little early still, but, you know, that KU staff could have done more locally. And I think that the new KU staff has empowered Jake Schoonover. He's one of their assistants. He's, you know, has ties to the Kansas City area. And you saw it through recruiting camps this summer. You know, the first two were very modestly attended. They were small. They didn't have, uh, you know, a a big group of prospects or notable guys, maybe a couple at each. Uh, But by the time the last one rolled around, they had more than 250 kids pre-enrolled for the camp, 
more than a dozen probably Power 5 players, if not more, you know, who were like a year away from the Power 5 ranks at the camp. Um, and you just see the relationships that Jake Schoonover has with all these local coaches and players. And now these guys are starting to visit. I mean, Kansas had a, a weekend visit barbecue kind of deal that was just for local guys, basically. And they brought in a, a big group, including a couple of four-star guys in the state. So I think that's a priority. It's starting locally. Now, there will be other areas they hit. You know, they want to go up in the Midwest up to Michigan, you know, all the way up maybe to and through Michigan. Uh, you know, they've hit Florida a little bit. They still hit SEC country a little bit. But I think they want to start with that base being local and really hitting the Kansas City and St. Louis areas. I think those are two areas they really want to have, you know, kind of a bigger recruiting pull in. Is it fair to say that Jayhawk fans are just looking for some stability in the football program right now? I think it is. And quite frankly, I mean, that's that's what Lance Leipold is. I mean, the guy mentioned coaching continuity about a billion times at his press conference. We heard uh, introductory press conference. We heard from quarterbacks coach Jim uh, Zabrowski today, and he said he feels bad for the KU guys who have had all these different position coaches, head coaches. You know, Miles Kendrick started at Kansas in 2018. He's had four different head coaches in four seasons, counting, you know, Emmett Jones having the chance to coach an entire spring. Normally I wouldn't count an interim coach, but Emmett Jones literally coached an entire spring season. You have David Beatty coaching him in his first year, Wes Miles for two years. Not to mention Les Miles had four different offensive coordinators, and now a new guy in Lance Leipold comes comes in. But uh, I think the beauty uh, for the players with this Lance Leipold staff, Lance Leipold's defensive coordinator, Brian Borland, has been with him every year of his head coaching career, 14 years. And his offensive coordinator, Andy Kotelnicki, has been with him eight years, which not only encompasses his entire time at Buffalo, but both of them go back to Wisconsin-Whitewater when he was coaching there. And, and you know, you don't see that continuity that much with college football staff. Uh, I think that's been a priority of Lance Leipold. I think that word loyalty is really important. And I think he knows that when guys leave, he would rather replace them with analysts, with guys already in the program, as compared to just going out and getting a guy that might be a bit of a more awkward fit. So uh, I think from that perspective, um, I think that's something players are excited about, and I think that's something Lance Leipold has really preached. Hey, uh, Scott, what are you working on for uh, Kansas uh, 247 Sports? Well, it's a ton of fall camp stuff. Today was quarterback day, so already a few uh, stories up on them, and, and we'll continue to have more throughout the week. Hey, man, we appreciate your time, and thanks so much for being with us today. Talk to you soon. Scott Chaser from Kansas247sports.com, and you can check him out, and he does a good job staying on top of KU. I, I was just curious, Ward, about the uh, the congressman uh, asking the uh, attorney general to, to investigate ESPN. I just wanted to get the feel in, in Kansas, and I think they got kind of got the same feel we have down mm -hmm. here when it comes to uh, politicians getting involved in the uh, – in the day-to-day -day operations of athletics but i mean again it's a way to air things out and and, and kind of get your your point across but to expect anything to really happen probably not gonna happen not gonna happen i'm with you all right uh, boy i got some bad news guys you know we talked to lark the other day about the little league uh tournament that's going on down at the southwest regional headquarters with the winners advancing to williamsport in the little league world series well <clears throat> unfortunately uh, COVID has knocked out Oklahoma, East Texas, and Mississippi oh, no. from the tournament. So Texas West is playing Arkansas tonight, and after that only four teams will be re uh, left, and they're going to have to revamp the format and revamp the schedule. So you have three teams that uh, have been eliminated by the COVID virus. So 
Gosh. Yeah, in that, I'm sorry that just scares me on so many fronts. On so many fronts. Uh, And you feel for those kiddos. Not only, you know, I I don't know if it's contact tracing or if they're sick. I I didn't get all that, that information. But the bottom line is those kids work their tails off to get here. Mm-hmm. and be a part of this thing and, and now they can't be all right uh, 516 stay with us when we come back we're going to jump in and talk to john warner of the waco trib we'll do that next right here on espn central texas hi everyone with the hall of fame game review i'm christy scales in his nfl debut michael parsons made a splash play in an otherwise forgettable cowboys 16 to 3 loss to the steelers we'll hear from the first round pick after this Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. This year, we can all agree that positive energy is more important than ever. That's why Reliant and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up and focusing our energy on powering the North Texas community. We're working together to support students with scholarships and educational programming, honoring outstanding teachers with classroom grants, and providing utility assistance for those who need it most. Cowboys Nation has always been a source of positive energy. Reliant. Proud energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys took a 3-0 lead into halftime of last night's Hall of Fame game, but it was downhill after that as the third and fourth stringers were outscored 16 zilch in the second half of last night's 16-3 preseason loss to the Steelers. But the first-team defense did look good, and rookie first-round pick Micah Parsons came up with a big fumble recovery. Apparently, he's used to getting off to a strong start. I actually had a fumble recovery my first game in college, so I like the trend that is going on right now. After an overnight flight from Ohio back to California, players have the rest of today off. Then tomorrow, the Rams visit Oxnard for a joint practice. With today's Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Could see a stray shower or an isolated storm early this evening. Otherwise, sky is becoming mostly clear. Low temperatures fall to 75 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow, a high of 96. And on Sunday, mostly sunny skies, 97 for the high, with our heat index over the weekend in the low 100s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character, speak highly at Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones did not say when it would happen, but he made an announcement last night that many hoped would come sooner rather than later. Jimmy Johnson will be inducted into the Cowboys' ring of honor. The Pittsburgh Steelers followed a stumbling first half with a strong final 30 minutes to beat the Cowboys 16-3 on last night in the first NFL preseason game in two years. The USA will go for the gold medal in basketball tonight versus France. Tip is at 9.30. Astros lose their series opener to the Twins. Game two of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers have now lost three in a row and will start a series with the A's tonight. First pitch at 8.40, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 522, welcome back into the program. This is game day here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're joined now by John Warner of the Waco Tribune Herald, who covers the Bears for the trip. John, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, Tom. Thank you. Hey, appreciate you being with us. Day one of fall camp for Dave Aranda's football team, and I guess, John, is the biggest question going into camp the quarterback situation, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. I think uh, that's way above everything else. Uh, you know, obviously, Charlie Brewer transferred to Utah. So the quarterback job's wide open. Uh, Gary Bohannon, uh, Jacob Zeno, Blake Shapin, uh, those are the three main uh, challengers there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. How does this work, do you think? Is this is this going to be a long, drawn-out process where Coach Aranda and the staff may not, and Coach Bell may not name a guy until, you know, the the, uh, the kickoff of the Texas State game? Or, or, or do you think they try to get this thing done early in camp? No, I think it'll go right to the very end. And like you said, maybe to the opening kick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they were probably very close, uh, you know, uh, Gary and Jacob during the spring. And uh, I think it's going to go all the way through the preseason. You know, they, they both bring different strengths to the position. Uh, Gary's a, a really good runner. He needs to improve his drop-back passing. And, you know, maybe some – you know, if you combine both those guys, you'd have, a, you'd have a really great quarterback. Do you think that there's any way they go into those games with a rotation in mind? I think that's possible, too. Uh, you know, especially uh, with the preseason games uh, – 
Uh, well, they don't have a whole lot before, before Big 12 starts. Uh, I would think by Big 12 that they would want a guy there. You know, when you said that, John, that brought Cody Carlson and Tom Mickey to mind, you remember yeah. when that happened? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, those a couple studs there. Absolutely. Hey, John, what are some of the other uh, things that the, the, the Bears have got to get done, particularly on the offensive side of the football? I guess up front uh, they they, they got to get that solidified, don't they? Yeah, you know, to me, they haven't had a people around up front. And, uh, Char- you know, Charlie, he had a lot of concussions, took a lot of hits. Uh, you know, part of it, you know, well, it was probably him just running the ball, but gosh, he got pretty beat up. And, uh, you know, their running game was really bad last year, one of the worst in the country. I mean, that wasn't completely the offensive line's fault. Uh, they'll emphasize the run more this year. But, yeah, that that is a big area. They've got to get a lot better. John, can you tell that this these players are getting more comfortable with this coaching staff as this goes along and now getting more time with them without the mask, without the protocols and those type of things? Yeah, uh, you know, I think the defense was pretty comfortable last year. I think they played pretty well for the most part. And uh, I think uh, the offense under the new offense coordinator, Jeff Grimes, I think all year, not like last year when they were doing everything long distance by Zoom. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll be much more prepared coming into the season this year. Talking with John Warner, the Waco Tribune Herald. John, and again, this is a crazy question, but how do you think this camp looks? Well, first of all, we don't know what what the difficulty for Dave Aranda and the staff last year compared to this year, night and day. So, what do you think this camp looks like, just on a day to day basis? Uh, I think there's you know a lot of team meetings, uh, you know a lot of a lot of bonding until they got. To, to practice last August. So, uh, but yeah, I think they know each other a lot better. Um, I think they're more comfortable with the coaching staff. Uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be a bowl team. I, I think the defense is good enough, and I think the offense will improve enough to, to make a bowl. I think they'll make a, a pretty good jump from last year's 2-7 and seven record. Does just having that continuity and being able to do the team-building things, does that – last year where uh you know just spending those four months apart really you know they tried to put up a good front about it that they really you know got a lot out of those zoom meetings but obviously when you're around each other every day uh you can bond a lot more you can just uh do a lot more things you know uh you know just run plays yeah they're uh i i think they're going to be much more of a, a unified team this year all right, John. They're they're going to wrap up practice in about thirty minutes. Uh, so, what are you uh, what are you writing tomorrow in tomorrow's Waco Tribune Herald? <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, probably be you know just kind of the difference between uh, this year's first practice and, and last year's, just how much farther along they are. Uh, you know, uh, you know, probably asking about their vaccinations, how that's coming, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some questions about how they're, you know, dealing with realignment and, you know, all the possibilities there if there's much anxiety. So, uh, you know, there's just real, yeah, always on the first day of practice, there's, there's a whole lot of topics you can hit. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll see how many we can actually hit. <laughs> John, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Have a great evening.
Okay. We'll see you later. That is John Warner. He has covered the Bears for a long time with the Waco Trib and does a tremendous job. It is a 528. We're 28 after 5. We're going to get to the grab bag here in a couple of minutes. Do want to talk a second about uh, our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. They've been uh, in business since 1979. And let me tell you, we as football gets going again, that means school is going to get going again and soon. So why not make Morrison's Gifts your, your headquarters for back-to-school backpacks and computer cases and, and accessories and all those cool things. And you can get them personalized from uh, John Hart Leather Goods. Uh, John Hart Leather Goods, a tremendous company and a Texas-based company, I might add, as well. And uh, so they can uh, they can get the uh, those leather goods and they can put Ward Wine America on that Leather good, if you want that, Ward, you certainly can do that. Uh, you can also get uh, leather goods from uh, Consuela. I, I get an email from Consuela every day telling me all the new things that they got going on, and you can get them at Morrison's Gifts. Of course, Morrison's Gifts also has all the other th- fun stuff, too, birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, holiday gifts, and it's all right there. Plus, they gift wrap for absolutely Free. How about that? And it is beautiful when they get through. Morrison's Gifts is at 4308 West Waco Drive. They're next to Jason's Deli. Stop by, tell marketing and crew that we sent you by, and, uh, and check out Morrison's Gifts. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews. Weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. The conditions are perfect for a group outing. And this season, the Rangers invite your crew to come out for a ball game. You'll find new group ticket prices starting with just 10 guests. New group spaces, too. All in 72-degree comfort at Globe Life Field. Just a few home stands remain at the coolest new summer destination in Texas. Call 972-RANGERS now and let us help you find the best deal. Or visit TexasRangers.com. It's good to be together again. Texas consumers are shopping again. Is your business ready? Eminem Broadcaster's unique mix of music and sports genres reach thousands of listeners in Central Texas, including your potential customers. Market your business today and see your business grow. Call Eminem Broadcasters today at 254-772-0930. 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Or email to info at mmbwaco.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carbue at GMC Cadillac. The Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones did not say when it would happen, but he made an announcement last night that many hoped would come sooner rather than later. Jimmy Johnson will be inducted into the Cowboys ring of honor. The Pittsburgh Steelers followed a stumbling first half with a strong final 30 minutes to beat the Cowboys 16-3 on last night in the first NFL preseason game in two years. The USA will go for the gold medal in basketball tonight versus France Tip is at 9.30. Astros lose their series opener to the Twins. Game two of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers have now lost three in a row and will start a series with the A's tonight. First pitch at 8.40, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 5.34 here on a uh, Friday afternoon. Drive safely. Our 5 o'clock hour is brought to you by our good friends at Versalip, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply in person at 7601 Imperial Drive. There you go. All right, Ward, last night, as we mentioned, Cowboys opened the season with a 16-3 loss to the uh, – to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and, uh, and, and you know, of course, you you wanted the Cowboys and the Steelers there. You got what three Cowboys going into the Hall of Fame? You got two Steelers going into the Hall of Fame, so that's kind of a cool thing. I, I don't know if you saw Prescott at halftime. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very rehearsed. Did yeah, you? I didn't, yeah, I, it, the, very scripted almost. It almost seemed like that. His answers were. The biggest non-personality answer I've ever seen, but Ro- the, very robotic. The one answer that did that that I, I was—I'll be honest—I was laying on the couch. I nearly sat up straight up and went, "What?" When he said, "I'm trying to make sure I'm ready by opening day." Excuse me, you're trying to make sure you're ready by opening day? Yeah, it tells me that injury is a little bit worse than they're letting up to be. It, Troy Aikman was on the on the broadcast. He worked the uh, telecast rather uh, with Joe Buck, and and Aikman said that uh, this uh, said this earlier in the broadcast before they interviewed him at halftime. I guess somewhere in the second quarter, uh, he said the Cowboys are downplaying it, but I think when you when your franchise quarterback is missing the amount of time he's missing, I tend to think it's probably a little bit more significant than what they have led on. You agree? I do. Hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Because this is a guy, because of missing time last year, I think he needs reps. All he can get. Yeah. He needs reps. And and now he's saying on national television, 
I'm try, I'm trying to make sure that I'm ready by opening day. Yeah, even if it wasn't for the shoulder where it is right now, he would have got it at least a series last night just because of the injury last year. Would have. And probably, probably the first handful prob- of snaps and then get him out of there. Yeah, he would have got yeah. the first drive of the night yeah. and, and got him out. But just because if they want to get him acclimated as quickly as possible, now, I mean, is he's not going to scrimmage against the Rams tomorrow. He's not going to play against Arizona, from what I understand, as of right now, unless things change drastically over the next six days. I, and I know that Jerry Jones said, oh, he's improving dramatically. But you know what? Yeah, I don't. When he's when he's back throwing in practice, then send me that note. I mean, I'm sorry, and and, and maybe we're overreacting, but I, maybe. But I don't think so. I, I don't. Th- I I think he needs reps. I mean, I understand Aaron on the side of caution. I get that, mm-hmm. but at this time of year, I also get the, exactly what you're saying. He needs to be out there with the first team mm-hmm. as much as he possibly can. Yeah, and you put the red jersey on him, and you say no contact and all that good well, stuff. Yeah, that's well and fine, but yeah. But he needs reps, and he needs to be throwing and timing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they you need know? you know the everybody else out there needs reps with him. Right, and it sounds like that they may not do anything until they get back. To, to Texas, and that would be after the Arizona game next Friday night. So he doesn't get any work next week. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I I'm, not, I'm not buying it's nothing, and this is precautionary. Yeah. I, I, it, it Maybe it is, but I'm not buying it. I don't see how he's going to be ready week one. I don't I know. I mean, how are you going to walk out of the tunnel and play well in week one when you have nothing under your belt? At what point, and that's a great point that you make, at what point – do they have to start getting somebody else ready if he's not now. ready to practice? Now. Now. And they don't have – I mean, from what I saw last night, it's Garrett Gilbert. And, well, sure it is. And if you're going to rely on him to, to get you through the next first five games of the season, well, you can write this year off. Well, that cannot be the case. That cannot be. And, again, I get it. They've got, what, uh, five weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, be- there's because, time. Because it's September. I mean, they're in September when they start right. the regular season. I get that. I mean, there's four more preseason games to be played. Well, I go back to what we've been talking about with, you know, different people time and time again, and we hear it from several different people that we talk to about the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. is, you know, it, they're the guy that they need in place if something happens to Dak, is not in camp right now. And that was pretty obvious last night. You're He's back just not there. And they got to – I mean, I don't know who it is. I mean, we've thrown names out there. Um, but, you know, one of them's going to ESPN's booth for college football and and for uh, NFL football. I mean, I, I think RG3 would be somebody that the Cowboys probably this morning needed to pick up the phone and say, okay, how ready are you? What What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I I just I, they don't have break glass in case of emergency quarterback in camp. They've got a they've got a backup quarterback. They don't have a replacement quarterback. No, I don't even think they have a backup. I don't think Gilbert can win if they need if they need somebody to get you to th- two or three games. I don't know that Gilbert can get it done. 
No, but he's the I don't guy. know. I don't know because I haven't seen enough of him yet. Let me put it that way. He may be that guy that can get you through a couple of games. But other than that, for a long stretch of time, he's not that guy either. And look, if that goes down or the offensive line gets splintered apart like it was last year, doesn't matter anyway. Doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right, and they kept promoing this last night on the on the telecast, and I don't know about you guys, but I am some kind of jazzed up about this. The New York Yankees are going to take on the Chicago White Sox next Thursday, and I think it's like a 5 o'clock game or a 6 o'clock game at the latest, and that game is going to be played in the Field of Dreams. That's going to be cool. That is going to be the coolest thing. That is a regular season. It counts in the standings. Let's go play. And they're going to use throwback uniforms. And I don't know if you've seen Chicago's. Hi, it it looks like ass. the movie. Oh, absolutely. It looks like the movie. I am so jazzed up about this. I cannot wait. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to Iowa on August the 12th as the Yankees and the White Sox will play. A, uh, in, in, it's the field of dreams. You know, they say if you build it, they will come. Well, they're coming. And it's going to be Thursday, August the 12th. I mean, am I the only one? That, I'm, I'm just kind of giddy about this. No, I, I want to see it. I think it's the coolest thing. And I don't, How big is the field? I don't know. I mean, it didn't look that big no, in the movie, but I haven't been there. Did so you hit it out in the cornfield and left field? I mean, did you hit it 300? Did you hit it 180? I, I mean, I is it know. Little League proportion? <laughs> you know what? But no, I mean, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play uh, Field of Dreams. I am uh, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about that. All right, let's see what else do we have on our uh, on our list here. Uh, well, despite a 20% revenue drop in 2020 due to COVID, the uh, top the NFL franchises uh, still are, are worth a ton of money. Ward, the uh, the Cowboys are the well, they're number one, 3.48 billion dollars, mm-hmm. according to Forbes magazine. For the 15th consecutive year, the Cowboys are valued as the most expensive franchise, reaching 6.5 billion. Six, I said three point four billion. It's six point five billion. That's a eight hundred million dollar increase over their value in twenty twenty. So, there you go. And that's not just the NFL. That's any sports franchise. That's right. That's right. But you know what's interesting to me is the uh, the Cowboys joined the New York Giants, the Washington Football Team, and the Philadelphia Eagles in the top ten. So the entire NFC East is in the top 10 of the NFL of the 32 teams. Hmm. I mean, how about that? I mean, that's I wouldn't have guessed that. New England's number 2, the Giants are number 3, the Rams are number 4, Washington's number 5, and uh Philadelphia checks in at uh, I believe number 9 or number 10. But anyway, the all of the uh, all four of the NFC East teams are in the top 10. Hmm. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that is cool. All right. Okay, uh, let's see. What else do we have on the grab bag here this afternoon as we uh, roll along for a, uh, what is this, a uh, Friday afternoon? Oh, did you see this? Uh, Zach Fulton has retired. He becomes the third New York Giant football player to walk off the practice field and retire in training camp. Something's going on. Something's going on. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, he he retires. Uh, he retires, and, and and that's and that's the end of that deal. And all right, uh, it is. Uh, it's it's Kevin Durant and company tonight. You like their chances? I do. I think they win it. I got you. I uh, think they win it. I, and France has got a good team. Um, 
and I, I, I feel like it'll be a better game than we might have expected going into this season. I, and I know that you, the sky was falling a little bit for you in Vegas, but they've kind of righted the ship. They're playing a lot better now. So I just I feel like uh, it's going to be a good game tonight. But I think USA prevails. Kevin Durant is just playing so well right now. He is head and shoulders above anybody else in this whole tournament and he's he's absolutely carrying this team he's playing unconsciously all right uh real quick to the uh, cnc collision center text line pat just sent us a text that rg3 skill set actually lack of skill set does not fit the cowboys offense uh and they need a thrower with uh with dudes that they have and he's talking about that receiving core and i think that receiving core really if if I think that receiving core could be the best in the NFL. I could mean, be. if Amari Cooper gets back in what what we what we've seen from CD Lamb in camp and I, I I really do I think that receiving core could be the best in the league. If he thinks any of the three that the Cowboys currently have on their roster have a better skill set than Robert Griffin, well, I'll I'll just say I disagree with that vehemently. I don't know who vehemently is, but uh, you can you can disagree with though vehemently all you want to. But that's Pat's opinion, and we appreciate Pat's opinion. And you can you can express yours on the CNC Collision Center text line at two five four six six two sixteen sixty. It's five forty five, and we're right back with more in just a moment. Recently on the John Moore Show. We welcome in now Will London from Waco High from Baylor University and a U.S. Olympian, John Morris, along with Jerry Hill. And, Jerry, we're in the uh, presence of greatness here with an Olympian in Will London. Yeah, and first, uh, apparently first Olympian ever from Waco. I know you've talked about that a little bit, but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics? Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until, like, people said it. But I guess it's just from, you know, being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people. So I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco. (laughs) But uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it and the people around me can too. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you 
with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. The Good Feet Store in Waco, located near Cabela's. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Coming up uh, in a few minutes, John Morris will rejoin us with today's uh, Big 12 preview. Ward, really kind of one of our last free weekends before we dive into this thing head first. You got anything Got anything brewing in this weekend? Anything going on? Um, just do a little catching up around the house and – because it's going to be a while before we get to do any of that. I think you got to take Coco to the park and throw the ball or something. Oh, we do that, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Coco, Aaron looks like about oh, I don't know, six eight, and <laughs> this this dog is is got horse like qualities to it, if you know what I mean. It's a big, big animal, so. Uh, she it, likes to play ball. Yeah, she does. You know, take her to the field of dreams. That would be fun. <laughs> I got. That would be a lot of fun. All right, uh, it is uh, 549. We're 11 away from 6 o'clock as we kind of wind things down here. Uh, but, uh, and again, they're going to, as we uh, mentioned, the uh, the game between the Yankees and the White Sox, obviously, it's going to be on a uh, on a regulation-sized field. So, uh, I, again, I just I cannot wait. I think this is going to be so cool. Uh, did you see the promo, by the way, on Fox? I did not. I did not catch oh, that. Oh my goodness! They did a tremendous job because obviously those players are not there at the you know at the field, but mm-hmm. they made them look like they were. Now, obviously, there was a couple of things that didn't look right when when you had uh, the cornfield behind home plate. You know that's not exactly the way it is. There's got to be a backstop back there, and it ain't a cornfield. Uh, but uh, and then they had uh, they had players leaning on the dugout. You know how they do when in a big league ballpark. They mm-hmm. mean that. Exactly, is probably not 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 happening. But for the most part, I thought the video of the that they put together uh, for the promo that you know promoting the telecast because it's going to be a Fox telecast. Yeah, uh, Thursday night. So I think Joe Buck's calling. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm telling you, I I wish Hall of Famer Joe Buck. Absolutely, Hall of Famer Joe Buck. So I, I, I wish I wish I could be there, man. I mean, I think that would be the coolest thing. So, but. Anyway, that's that's coming up on Thursday night. All right, uh, we're going to get out of here and make way for John Morse. And then don't forget tonight at 8 o'clock, it's Ranger Baseball. We're right back with you on Monday afternoon. We'll start today with John Morse at 2 o'clock, Matt Mosley at 3, and then we're right back in here Monday at 4. Have yourself a good evening. Thanks for listening. This is Game Time for Ward and Aaron. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening, and good night. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Here's John Morris. Hi, everybody. Time for our next installment of our Big 12 football previews. Today.